Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Joining us right now, live on the line, is our good friend from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio and the Action Network. Uh, one of the hardest working guys in showbiz, like literally just finishes his show on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. We always appreciate his time. Last week when he joined us, Will Brinson was co-hosting with me and asked uh, a series of stupid questions, as is Will's want. Just kidding. Will's the best. But he did ask a really dumb question about K.H. Lee, which gave us a really funny moment to start the interview with our guy, Jason Sobel. Will is not here anymore. Ken Barkley back in the saddle. Ask questions to our guy, Jason Sobel, on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Jason, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken, my friend. How's it going? What's going on, guys? It wasn't that it was a bad question. I think we were both talking over each other, and I just did the old, like, thing they tell you on radio. If you're not sure where you're going, you just lay out. You can't screw it up too much if you just say nothing. So that's what I did. <laughs> we won't start with KH Lee uh, this week, Jason. What I want to ask you about, and Nick and I were even joking about this in the break, Lee Hodges, one that I don't know, maybe a lot of people weren't tuned into the 3M Open, probably watched the Open Championship the week before, but not a lot of the players from the Open played in the 3M. Lee Hodges was up, I got six or seven shots, I think, going into the weekend, ended up hanging on to win. This always seems like one of those results where I just, I look back and I go, could I have ever gotten to Lee Hodges winning the tournament? I know a couple people, you know, post their tickets, they bet on him. Maybe there was a path there. That's kind of my question for you. Like now looking back, could you have ever seen yourself? This always seems so random. Could you have seen yourself betting Lee Hodges to win the tournament last week? My answer is yes and no. And so the, the easy answer to this is no, I didn't have Lee Hodges. I bet a handful of guys last week and Lee Hodges wasn't one of them. So I can't sit here and say like, yeah, I had a big ticket on him. Uh, that said, when I came on the show last week, my advice was I am not betting anybody who's shorter than I think it was 55 or 60 to 1. And so last week I saw it was a good opportunity to play long shots who were good off the tee and had shown that 
tee to green. Uh, they, could, they could hit fairways, stay out of the water. There's water on 15 of those 18 holes at TPC Twin Cities. And, and it was a, a good week to chase some bigger numbers, maybe add some more players to the outright card than you usually have. Because usually, like, if we're playing someone who's, I don't know, 15 to 1, 20 to 1, you can't also add six or seven other players. At some point, you lose any sense of profitability there. But I, last week was a good one to just have a bunch of guys who are uh, outside of that 60 to 1 range. So I, I was on the right scent, at least, but I just didn't. Lee Hodges wasn't one of those guys that I got to, even though he fit the profile perfectly. All right. So let's move to the Wyndham Championship this week, Jason, where. You no, know, maybe this is a week where you'll take a bunch of guys uh, at 50 or 60 to 1 or greater because Hideki Matsuyama, Russell Henley, Siwoo Kim, and Sung J.M. are all tied for co-favorites of this tournament. They're all at 20 to 1, followed by Denny McCarthy, Sam Burns, J.T. Poston, Adam Scott, J.T. at 33 to 1, etc. So what is the overall handicapping strategy here, Jason, for this particular tournament, the Wyndham Championship in North Carolina? Yeah, so it feels like this week the odds makers have essentially said to us, all right, look, Brian Harmon, two weeks ago, had a big number next to his name, won by six shots. Last week, Lee Hodges, big number next to his name, he won by seven. All right, uh, we're tempting you to play some of the favorites. We're going to start the favorites at, at 20 to 1, which is a big number. That's as big a number as we'll see all year for a, a favorite or a co-favorite at a PGA Tour event. That said, as you mentioned, it's really bunched up afterwards. So uh, basically what the odds makers are doing, what the books are doing this week is saying, hey, if you want one of the big names, you can get a decent number on them, uh, but nobody right behind them is going to have uh, much of a better number either. So they're, they're all bunched up out there. I am looking at uh, course history and guys who are good course fits for this one because there is a specific type of player who plays well at Sedgefield Country Club. It's only a little bit over 7,100 yards, plays a par 70, six of the last seven years, 20 under or lower, has won this golf tournament, so you've got to make a lot of putts. Uh, it's a week where we can look at the guys who are um, more accurate off the tee as opposed to the power players. Uh, I'm looking to fade the guys who uh, make their money on the PGA Tour by hitting it 330 and hitting wedges into all the greens. You're, you're essentially going to have a lot of wedges into greens anyway, even if you hit it 285 off the tee. So uh, that is not as much of an advantage this week. Looking for the guys who obviously roll in a lot of putts. And uh, I start my outright card with a guy who his number has sunk like a stone. I hope he got on Denny McCarthy about 36 hours ago when the books first listed the prices for the Wyndham Championship because Denny McCarthy opened in most of those books about 35 to 1. I just saw him at 22 to 1. So it looks like the whole world, and I can tell you that everyone in the golf betting industry who I follow on social media feels like they're on Denny McCarthy. Everyone who's got retweeted into my timeline is on Denny McCarthy. Uh, I don't like it when my old pal Chris Berman, whenever he used to host uh, Sunday NFL Countdown, and they'd make the picks in the studio, and everyone would be on the same team. He'd be like, we're all on the Eagles this week. And all of a sudden you go, oh, that, that's not a good sign. It's not a good sign when everyone takes the same team. Probably not a good sign when everyone's on the same player, but I'm with the public. I'm with the industry. Denny McCarthy is a great course fit this week. Uh, Denny McCarthy, 25 to one at, uh, at MGM. And yeah, like, uh, you know, a lot of people, I was on him in the open. Jason mentioned a guy who rolls in a lot of putts. This guy has been like number one in strokes gained putting, uh, maybe not this year, but in previous years, like regarded as one of the best putters. So based on your profile, Jason, I think Denny McCarthy makes a lot of sense. Are there other players? I mean, I'm guessing the answer is yes, that kind of fit that same profile, not the bomber off the tee, but guys who can get really, really hot with the putter, maybe guys who are better like approach better with their wedge game. Uh, Cause like you mentioned, it doesn't really matter how far you 
get the ball. Any other guys kind of in the Denny McCarthy mold? Yeah, so I, I start doing my research usually on Sunday afternoon, the week before. I'm, like, watching the final round of the previous week's event while I'm doing research for the next week's, and, and we've got kind of stats and numbers already. And for me, there were a handful of names that just sort of jumped off the page, and this week seemed almost a little easier. It doesn't mean we're going to get it right, but it felt easier prognosticating than it does on most other weeks. Russell Henley is a guy who you mentioned, one of the co-favorites right now. Uh, I got a great story for you guys. Two years ago, I was on Russell Henley for a top five at this event. I said it on our show for Action the Gimme. I said it on my SiriusXM show. said it everywhere. Russell Henley, top five. He led after the first round. He led after the second round. Led after the third round by three strokes. Struggled out of the gate on Sunday. Wound up tied for the lead on 18. Needed to make a six-footer to get into a playoff. He missed it. You're thinking, all right, no big deal. He loses by one. He was the first player in 20 years on the PGA Tour to lose by one and not cash the top five ticket. There were six players in that playoff. He finished in seventh place, only one back that week. Uh, so that's just that was sort of how my luck was going at that point. But in any case, he was in fifth place last year at this event. And I do like Russell Henley. Once again, he's the straightest driver on the PGA Tour, which is going to come in handy uh, very much at this golf course. And uh, putter has not been as warm as I'd like it to be, but he's a guy that should thrive on this course. A few other names for you. Alex Smalley is a member at Sedgefield Country Club. That happens to intersect with him playing the best golf of his career. North Carolina native, went to Duke, very familiar, obviously, with the area, but uh, the golf course itself. And so he's a guy that, much like McCarthy, the number has shrunk over the last day and a half. But Alex Smalley still makes for a nice investment this week. Adam Hadwin is another guy uh, that I really like. Eric Cole I can get behind this week. So uh, there are a handful of names. Billy Horschel. I will throw out there as well. Billy Horschel is the one that last week, usually we're kind of kicking ourselves on a Sunday afternoon going, man, I should have taken Lee Hodges. I was kicking myself on Thursday morning at about 9 a.m. when Billy Horschel birdied two of his first three holes. I go, man, I should have got on Billy Horschel this week. I knew there was some good stuff coming. We saw him two months ago at the Memorial Tournament crying after the first round, shot an 84, talking about how hard golf is and how he just wasn't playing his best stuff. He's a guy that over the years, when he starts finding it, he finds it in a hurry, and he keeps it going for a while. He steps on the gas pedal. He's got some win equity, 27th or better at this event in the last four years. Billy Horschel at 60-1 to is a nice number as well. That Russell Henley story, by the way, was great. I think uh, Ken's kind of shtick for things like that is it goes in the memoirs. I think like that one definitely would have to go yeah. in the memoirs. Russell Henley, top five, loses by one stroke and doesn't finish in the top five. That's a good one from our guy, Jason Sobel, who joins us here on the show from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio and the Action Network. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, you better, you bet, Beck UL Network on a terrific football Tuesday. All right, so you gave us a bunch of names here for your outright card, Jason. Henley at 20, Denny McCarthy 25. These are all bad MGM numbers. Smalley at 40, Hadwin 50, Cole 66, and Billy Horschel at 60. Now for the sickos out there, remember Brian Harmon, who remember Lee Hodges. If we wanted to get real deep with the sleepers, I'm talking Rip Van Winkle level, level with some of these sleepers. Who is a guy way off the board that you think could take potentially take this one home for the sickos out there that want a huge price following the last couple tournaments? Let me give you three names. I can't just pick one. I got to give you three lottery tickets here. If, you, if you're going into look, if, if the Powerball, the Mega Millions or whatever they call it, is up to like $3 billion, you don't walk into the 7-Eleven and buy one ticket. You're going to buy a few tickets. So I'll give you a couple of lottery tickets here. Two guys who went to Clemson, not too far from Greensboro, and so uh, sort of know the lay of the land. 
Doc Redman is a guy that I really liked a few years ago. I was mentioning him a lot. Has not played his best golf, but he's got a couple of top 30 finishes in his last three starts. He's starting to play better golf. I could see him being a nice lottery ticket this week. Carson Young. Carson Young, a rookie on the PGA Tour, sort of under the radar, but five finishes of 21st or better in his last dozen starts. He's a guy that should thrive on a shorter golf course as well, another Clemson guy. And then Zach Blair. Zach Blair played well enough at the 3M Open last week to clinch his PGA Tour card for the 23-24 season. And so he's a guy, again, a shorter hitter, but a guy that finds a lot of fairways. He's a guy uh, who's essentially playing with nothing to lose this week, Uh, big weight off his shoulders after what he did last week. That sometimes helps as well. Jason, I, I know this isn't a long shot. It's just, it's still weird. It's been several weeks where this is true. It's just still weird to just like see Justin Thomas's name in a odds board like this with this number next to it. Obviously didn't play well at the 3M Open. There was that video of him, even I think after he'd missed the cut, practicing putts on the green with his AirPods in, like still kind of like grinding, like working on his game, obviously, even though he hasn't been playing very well. I think said in an interview, uh, maybe it was yesterday or, or earlier this week or, or over the weekend, like, you know, I, I'm actually not as bad as it looks like results wise, like maybe I'm closer. Just is, is there going to be a play? Like, what do you need to see to play on a guy whose baseline and whose like ceiling is like major champion, maybe not number one golfer in the world, but close. And obviously just is nowhere close to it right now. Like if you saw something this week going into the FedEx cup playoffs or, or swing season or later in the, you know, around the holidays, like what do you want to see from Justin Thomas? Do you think that's kind of coming soon, basically an an improvement in his game, like 30, 33 to one this week? Look, uh, long-term I'm still bullish. If Justin Thomas is a stock, I'm buying low on the blue chip stock right now. And I'm holding for a while in the short term though, if I'm looking to flip this stock, I'm not buying him for this week. Quite frankly, uh, Justin Thomas at his best, I don't know that he's a great course fit for Sedgefield. And so I don't know that I'd love him if he was playing really well. It was 10 to 1 at the top of the board this week. Uh, that said, not playing his best golf. He, he's got some pressure on him. Needs probably a top 10 to top 15 finish just to get into those FedEx Cup playoffs starting next week. Uh, I, I can't get there. I actually thought the number would be a little bit bigger on JT this week. You're right, though. He's saying all the right things. He was on Inside the Ropes with Carl and Dennis Paulson on PGA Tour Radio on SiriusXM earlier today, and he, he sounds confident. He sounds like a guy who's ready to go out and play good golf. He's saying all the right things. Just We haven't seen it with his game. Uh, quite honestly, I thought last week's course might have fit him a little bit better than this week, and he missed the cut last week, like you said. So uh, I just can't get on him this week. But uh, you're right. Like, if you're just blindly going based on name recognition – uh, you might wind up being smarter than the rest of us that are breaking things down uh, based on the analytics and stats and what we've watched over the last couple of months. And just go, you know, it could be one of those weeks. And I'm reminded of uh, back when he still played the PGA Tour, Sergio Garcia went to the Sanderson Farms in Mississippi. This is about three or four years ago, uh, late in the year. And I looked at it and I go, why is Sergio playing this? He doesn't want to be in Mississippi in October. He has no interest in this. He was 70 to one or something like that, which seems like a massive number when we look back on it for a guy of Sergio's pedigree. And he went out and won that week. So sometimes it's just the Occam's razor approach, essentially like uh, the easiest solution sometimes is uh, the most correct solution. And that might be the case with Justin Thomas. There's going to be people out there. If JT wins, you go, I don't know. I don't bet golf much, but I saw JT. I saw a big number. So I bet him this week and I won. And they might be wind up, they might wind up looking a lot smarter than those of us who, who pay attention on a regular basis. 
Jason, fantastic stuff, man. We love having you on the show. We sincerely appreciate it. I want everyone to support Jason because he supports us on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Check out his show on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. Check out his work over at the Action Network. Jason, really appreciate it, my man. Um, good luck with the bets this weekend. Enjoy the Wyndham. We'll catch up with you soon here on You Better You Bet. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys.